to The Bat Signal, the weekly news podcast produced by the Battalion, Texas A&M student newspaper. I'm Annie Wells. And I'm Mitchell Bettingfield, and we're the Bat's Multimedia Desk co-editors. So in sports news, we have um, some updates for you guys. Softball will be hosting Ole Miss at Davis Diamond this weekend. Currently, the softball team is uh, has a 27-11 record overall, and that's a 5-7 to record in conference. So... Um, hopefully they can pull out this win against Ole Miss. I, I think they will. Honestly, I have every bit of faith in them. Um, in tennis news, something we don't get to hear a lot about, but men's tennis will be hosting Alabama at Mitchell Courts this weekend. So this will be the last game before their conference tournament. Um, currently, they have a 14-7 and record overall, and that's a 6-5 record in conference after losing to a couple of competitors on the road. So hopefully they'll get back at home and feel more comfortable and pull out those wins. And in a slightly more obscure sport, <laughs> our Texas A&M equestrian team did fall to the number four SMU equestrian team after a 7-7 to tiebreaker during the quarterfinals of the NCEA championships in Waco. So um, that's a sport I kind of planned to keep up with more when I came to A&M because I knew that we had a pretty good team but being on the being on the newspaper has made me want to keep up with them even more than that because they seem to be pretty awesome we have women's basketball news Aaliyah Wilson was picked number 11 in the draft overall and India Jones was chosen 23rd so congratulations to both of them Um, those are some of our star basketball players from this last season and I believe they both had the opportunity to come back and um, for a fifth year of eligibility according to the new rules based on the COVID-19 situation but they both chose to go pro and it worked out for them so congratulations to those ladies. Congrats Gigum. it's very exciting for them love to have Tamu represented in the WNBA. Whoop. Um, all right well and we're going to pat ourselves on the back for a little bit. The battalion was recognized at the Texas Intercollegiate Press Association, or the TIPA Awards. We ended up winning 21 awards. So go the bat, including the bat. including first and second in the pod- podcast category. So not to toot our own horn, but sounds like we're doing something right. Um, very exciting for everyone. We got, as I said, quite a few awards from them. Um... And so I'm just kind of proud of the battalion right now and of us. Uh, it's very ex- yeah. exciting to get recognized and just get a little little, little award for us. I always appreciate exactly. that. Yeah, I totally agree. Now when you share this podcast with your friends, you can officially say that it is an award-winning podcast. Exactly. Which is honestly uh, it's kind of surreal. I'm proud of us. I think we did it. We did a good job. Especially since we started this podcast last semester. So it's still yeah. a pretty new podcast, and yet we still won first and second place. So, yeah, I mean that's kind of great. We really dominated the uh, the what's it called, the pedestals. Yeah, yeah. We we just I I didn't know that they were gonna give us first and second. I didn't know it was possible, but we really kind of swept it there. Me neither. It was good for us. But we definitely got other awards as well. Like I said, uh, we got Corey Eckert. She got first place for designer of the year. Uh, Brady Stone, our editor-in-chief, got an honorable, honorable mention for Reporter of the Year. Um, there was a whole lot, but if you want to read our article, I'll have the full list of all the um, awards we re- we received uh, in the name of the battalion. So check that out if you want to see the whole thing. But 
that should encourage you to keep on reading and keep on listening because we plan on winning more. So Yeah, and share with your friends. Tell your friends and your family to listen to us. The more listeners, the better. Please, we'd love to have more awards uh, for our podcast. It's always great to hear. (laughs) All right, so in other news, we have some more exciting accomplishments. Brady Stone, Kaylin Connor, and Miranda Campanella of the battalion all received their Aggie rings. So congratulations to the three of them. Gig'em. Absolutely. Uh, We love to see it, as they say, as the children say. (laughs) All the children say that, yeah. It's bussin', <laughs> so bussin'. congratulations. <laughs> a, a big sheesh to Brady Stone, oh. Kaylee Connor, and Miranda Campanella. Oh, no. <laughs> they were among uh, 6,400 students who received their rings this past weekend. Um, that, that event was changed to a three-and-a-half-day event as opposed to the usual one-ring day, so it was really more of a ring half-week, I suppose. But COVID be like that. It do be so. like that. So they made it out of there alive with their rings on their fingers. We are proud of them. It just made it more days to celebrate, more excuses to celebrate. Exactly. It became like Mardi Gras. You know, it's like a full, it's like a whole deal, not just one day. It's like a, I don't know how Mardi Gras works. I shouldn't have. have (laughs) I honestly don't know either. I just believed you when you said that. I was like, yeah, for sure. (laughs) For all I know, Mardi Gras could last a month. I think it kind of does, but we'll see. For some reason, thought Mardi Gras was like a day. Am I? Yeah, I. I don't know. <laughs> Why are we talking about Mardi Gras, Mitchell? Oh my goodness. Okay, I love it. I love it. Anyway, this is your winning podcast. Um, That's exactly right. <laughs> anyway, in other tradition news, uh, we kind of mentioned this on the last podcast, but muster is still happening this year. Um, it is happening next week on April 21st. It'll be running a little bit differently, like we mentioned. As a reminder, it will be um, still held in Reed, but it'll just be like the for the families and close loved ones of the, the ones honored. Um, but there will be a live stream being held in Kyle Field for those who want to attend. Uh, Kyle Field will be first come, first serve, and it opens up at 5 with the ceremony starting at 7. Um, if you can't make it to the Kyle live stream, the live stream will be online. But it seems like a pretty cool experience to be able to watch it like on the big screen in Kyle Field and almost make it feel normal. Um, Kyle Field will be enforcing the CDC guidelines with masks and um, social distancing. So be prepared for that as well. Um, But yeah, I think it should be... COVID has made things weird, obviously, made things different, but also is a new experience. Like, you'll never be able to say that you watched Muster happen in Kyle Field again, probably, hopefully. Um, but it's just a cool experience to be able to see that. So it's almost normal. Um, so I'm going to try to go. I think that'd be a great time, but it, I, it's one of my favorite traditions. So. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think it's one of the more important ones too. So in other news, we had a, uh, sort of scary event happen in Brian just a couple weeks ago. This was something that when I, when the notification popped up on my phone, I kind of couldn't believe it. Um, but that was on April 8th, Thursday, April 8th at 2.30 p.m. There was a shooting at Kentmore Cabinets on Stone City Drive in Bryan. Um, one person was killed, five people were injured, and two of them are still currently in critical condition. So, um, this just sort of brings a lot of those national shooting events, like, closer to home. I think, uh, just something happening 
virtually down the street from us, a big college campus like this. Um, there's a, a couple of articles on the website about this. One just sort of gives you an overview of what happened. And one is um, a set of interviews with some of the cabinet company employees and what it was like to be there firsthand. So definitely check those out um, and stay up to date on the what the city does to respond to something like that because obviously a mass shooting like that is not something that we're used to so we'll see how we handle it yeah we'll be thinking and praying for those in critical condition currently absolutely um pretty sad to hear but um in other local news we the restricted occupancy overlay i think we've mentioned it quite a few times on the podcast but it's because something that could really impact our um local community uh, the voting for whether or not that shall pass will be on the 19th, um, which is Monday. So that's coming up pretty quick. So keep an eye and ear out for the uh, the decision made on that. Uh, for those who don't remember, the restricted occupancy overlay would reduce the amount of people who are not related uh, to live together um, down to two people only. Uh, this obviously would be a weird effect on a college town due to a lot of people having three roommates they're not related to, um, but also could impact lower income families that share a house. So there's been some controversy around it within the community and within students and the university as the student senate uh, kind of spoke out against it uh, a couple weeks ago. So we'll see what the students impact can have on the city council um, and see if they were able to kind of stop this from happening or if it is going to happen. So we'll find out on Monday. Yeah, stay tuned for that. I know that they're going to have updates on the website, which I believe is cstx.gov. So check that out. It'll be under their residents and neighborhoods. They have a proposed restrict restricted occupancy overlay tab, and you can click on that and it'll let you know about the vote and it actually has a copy of the proposal, so you can read that and see more details about what exactly it states on the website. So feel free to check that out. In other exciting news for the battalion, our very own Tori Espervoa of the Multimedia Desk was on air with CNBC and NBCU, uh, and she was the only student representing TAMU, uh, to, and she talked about how to become financially successful, which are very important um, topics for not just like adults, but college students as well, even though we are adults. Um, but it's a great, it just, we're really proud of her. Um, since she did get hired this semester, she's doing great things. We are very thankful for her. Um, but congratulations to Tori. That is super exciting and awesome to see, um, someone from our desk and just an Aggie out there and just doing super well and getting exciting things done. So congrats to Tori. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a um, a really cool opportunity for her to be able to interview these panelists. So she's going to talk to us about it for a few minutes right now. Howdy. Welcome back to the segment on the Bat Signal. My name is Tori Espervoa, and I will be your host for today's segment. And I wanted to get into talking right away about today's topic. Um, it was a great opportunity that I had just endured this past week on the 14th of April. And I am over the moon to share this with you guys. It was one of my big, big achievements and a great opportunity that I had experienced. Um, I'm so happy I was able to take part in this. 
So basically, I was on CNBC's Invest in You, Finding Your Financial Success seminar. It's where they grab college students from around the nation through the NBCU partner universities. They had, you know, students from north and west, east, south of the nation to come in and talk to this great panelist of professional finance, you know, entrepreneur, CEOs, um, all of the above, right? Anyone you would ever dream of talking to, to get financial advice, you would want to talk to these people. And we got the opportunity to do that. I got the opportunity to do that. Um, it was a very surreal experience for me. I still doesn't feel like I was a part of this conference. Um, it was nationally broadcasted on their YouTube and also on their CNBC website. And they had told us that they're going to take clips from this conference and broadcast it on their CNBC network. So keep an eye out for Little Miss Thing on CNBC. It was a very amazing experience. I got to ask a question to Dr. Anthony Chan. Well, hold on. First, time out. First, let's talk about the amazing panelists in this conference. We have Martin Cabrera, CEO and founder of Cabrera Capital Markets and Cabrera Capital Partners. Damon John, entrepreneur, Shark Tank and CEO of the Shark Tank Group. Anthony Chan, former managing director and chief economist, J.P. Morgan Chase. Lauren Williams, CFP founder of Worth Winning. And it was moderated by Sharon Epperson, senior personal finance correspondent of CNBC. Um, so these are the people we're talking to. They had gathered hundreds of students from around the nation, like I said. And, you know, before I get into the logistics of what I, the question I had asked Dr. Anthony Chan, I just wanted to tell the opportunity, how this even came about. You're probably like, how in the world did you even get this opportunity and get to, you know, be broadcasted? Um, so a while back ago, I want to say around March, NBC had emailed me and wanted me to, you know, partake in this opportunity. So I did. And mind you, I have sent in a lot of applications for their internship at NBCU. Um, and I got declined. And I always tell myself, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. So I'm not, you know, no hard feelings actually encouraged me, you know, more to find other opportunities for myself in my career. But nonetheless, they had emailed me. I took on the opportunity, didn't really know what this all, whole conference kind of partaked. Um, but I just knew I would get, you know, advice in financials. And that was something I've always been wanting to have. Um, you know, through college, you don't really get the, get to have that experience and learning about all those technical things and finance and loans and mortgages and all the other good stuff, credit cards. You don't get to have that kind of experience or learn those kind of things if you're not, you know, either majoring in finance or business um, you know, they also have classes you can take, but they don't really tell those students that, right? Um, so this was a great conference for me to partake in, even just learning, you know, more about how my, I can grow my financial journey. Um, so yeah, I, I partook in this. We did rehearsals. They had a set up rehearsals a week before. I, you know, I just thought this was literally my impression of this, what this was going to be was us go on and have like a free-for-all ask questions to these professionals, right? That's what went into my head. Um, little did I know this was, I kind of forgot the magnitude of CNBC, NBCU. I don't know how, why. I think it was just kind of like, I didn't allow it to fully set in so that I didn't get too nervous. Um, but that was not what the rehearsal partook at all. Um, they had all these hundreds of students come in. They coordinated everything, how it's going to work. The producer of NBCU kind of ran through the script um, made sure we went through all, I think there was like 45 college students in there, went through all the 45 college students in there. I was number 30. So I kind of stayed through the end. It was about a three hour long rehearsal via zoom. 
uh, made sure we were wearing, you know, the attire we're going to wear for the main conference, make sure we were in the same location that we were going to be in for the main conference. That was, you know, a week ahead of the rehearsal and made sure our audio, Wi-Fi connection, you know, visuals was all looking great. Um, lighting was looking great. So it was a huge production, right? And I was, that's when it really set in. I was like, wow, like we're really rehearsing for this and it's really happening. Um, so then, you know, April 14th came around. It was time for the conference and, you know, it was, it was game time. It was ready to, you know, ask your question. You had to have your question ready and set, you know, before the panelists came on. So that way you were able to look into the camera and ask your question. We broadcasted live. So they had been very adamant on like this, guys, this is live. <laughs> try not to mess up. Try not to stutter. Look presentable. Sit up straight. Look into the camera on your computer. Look at that green dot and talk straight to it. So that, that was the whole preface of it. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Day comes around April 14th. Day before, actually. April 13th, I got an email from NBCU, the coordinator, and she was like, hey, we moved you from question 30 to question, I think it was four or six. I think it was, let's say six, question six. So in my head, I was like, oh man, like I'm going to be fresh. I'm a fresh face. I'm going to be one of the few people they get to talk to. This is super exciting. I better, you know, be ready to ask my question and, you know, articulate my question very well and make it more personal, right? And not just as I'm reading off a script. Um, so that day came around and... You know, the panelists are talking to the five students before me. Number five comes up and I'm like, okay, I need to make sure I'm unmuted. I make sure I'm you know, looking at the camera. I need to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm well presented and I get to make sure I get my question correctly because I cannot stutter. I cannot mess this up for myself. This is such an amazing experience and good exposure. And I'm, I was over the moon, right? I was maybe a little too over the moon. I was very, very nervous. Um, as soon as question five got answered and the correspondent, Miss Sharon Epperson, when she said my name, I about, oh, my adrenaline just went through my ears. My heart started racing. My stomach dropped. Um, but you can't show that, right? You, you got to, you know, have your game face on. So they call my name, Tori Espervoa, representing Texas A&M University. Um, and let me mind you for one sec. This, this was like a conference where they had students from all over the nation of universities, right? And A&M is not an affiliate or a feeder into NBCU. Um, so I was the only one from Texas A&M University representing TMU. I was that student. They, you know, announced me as Te Tori Esperboa, Texas A&M University, graduating December 2021. And, you know, th that was such a huge honor for me because I was like, okay, hey, I have to represent, you know, A&M great, Right. Um, and, you know, during rehearsal, I saw that there was a student from Texas University and he, you know, he gave his little hook um and I was like, you know what, I got to come up better. Right. So she calls on my name. And first thing I say is howdy. And I, you know, give a big howdy welcome. Um, got a little chuckle from them. Want to make sure that they heard me clear and loud. And I asked, you know, my question. My question was, how can a college student like myself build credit independently and, Lo and behold, I had Dr. Anthony Chan, former managing director and chief economist of J.P. Morgan Chase, come on, and he started answering my question. And I am sitting there looking at the camera, right? You can't look away. You can't look at the screen. I look right at the green dot. I'm looking at the dot, and I'm trying to hear everything he's telling because he's directing it all towards me, right? I asked the question. Um, so he's answering it. He's giving me great advice. And all of a sudden, I feel myself my face like twitching. I felt my face just twitching. And I think the adrenaline was so much. And I was so excited that I kind of started twitching. So I noticed that and I, you know, controlled it, took deep breaths, you know, made sure I was still staring at the camera. Um, 
And then I kind of found myself nodding. So I was nodding a lot and I told myself in my head, I was like, hey, like you're nodding a little too much. Like he, I think he knows that you're listening, right? So I stopped nodding. And then in the actual conference, um, as I was watching it back, because you always learn more when you watch yourself on air. So I was watching myself back and he kind of noticed that I stopped nodding and my right eye twitched. So in my head, I'm like, oh my goodness, I just felt my right eye twitch. So it's either me twitch and or nod or me twitch and just straight up pass out, right? Because I was so nervous. I, my nerves were just through the roof. So I kind of controlled myself more and I got through it. After I got off air, my family and friends texted me and said I did an amazing job. So I think I was a little, you know, I'm my biggest own critic. So I was a little too hard on myself, but I wanted just to preface what was going on during, you know, this broadcasting and how excited and ecstatic I was to be on there. And I wanted to come on here and just share with you guys this opportunity because I know even for me, when I listen to other people's achievements, not on a daily basis, right? You don't want to be so invested into somebody else's achievements, right? You want to focus on yourself. But I know that when I hear just a little thing like that as a college student, when I hear other college students' achievements, it feels really nice. And it also motivates me to go and, you know, chase my own dreams and goals. So I wanted to come on and share that. And I, you know, had told Annie and Mitchell that like what I, you know, what I just endured and um, to go have them go watch it. And they were super excited for me and, you know, motivated me to say this on the pod podcast for the segment. And here I am. So I wanted to share this opportunity with you guys. And I, I want to encourage you guys to go watch this conference on cnbc.com backslash invest. Um, once you go onto there, you'll see that there is a tab where it says invest in you, finding your own financial success. And it's a whole video. It's an hour and 18 minutes long and it's full of advice. So it's it's not just me talking. There's hundreds of other college students talking, asking questions to these professionals and they give great, great advice. It's not just about credit cards. Dr. Anthony Chan gave great advice back to me and told me, you know, how to open up a student credit card you know, told me to, you know, only use it for gas. You don't be, you know, late on payments and all that good stuff. So he really teaches you and gives you advice on, you know, how to start a credit card safely and for you to be able to afford, you know, those charges you put on it, right? I talk about investments, where to invest, how to invest, being a college student, how to save, how much to save from your paychecks, you know, 15, 20% of your paychecks to go into savings, all the good stuff, mortgage, loans, you know, after college, what you should do, during college what you should be you know setting up for yourself whenever you graduate so I highly highly encourage everyone listening to this to go watch this even if you're not a college student and you're a parent or an adult that's just come out of college or adult that's you know been five years out of college I highly suggest everyone to go listen to this I know my dad said he got to be able to take a lot from this as well so um, it was a great experience I'm so glad to you know be able to share this with you guys it was <laughs> so cool I feel, still feel like it's real and I hope that it motivates you to, you know, go and set intentions for yourself every single day. And like I've been saying, I, I think it goes back to my networking and my connections segment where I kind of stated like, hey, go and, you know, do this, do that, go and, you know, make the, make the first connection for yourself. And I took my own advice as I do every single day. And I, you know, just took this opportunity and I just, I leaped, I jumped, didn't hesitate, just went for it, took, you know, every opportunity that's coming up to for me and you know my future and I want to be able to get as much experience as I possibly can so thankfully I was able to you know also connect with Dr. Anthony Chan afterwards on LinkedIn it was a super proud moment for myself because you know we we're messaging back and forth um, messaging back and forth with the chief economist of JP Morgan Chase and we were talking a little bit and I thanked him for his time and you know he said I had a great question and I see I did very well and he also lended a helping hand and if I ever needed advice in my upcoming 
financial journey to, you know, let him know and he'd be happy to help. And it felt so good to have that invitation to go and get advice from a financial professional. I mean, I would say multi-million dollar person just sitting there like, hey, yeah, come and ask for help. I'm so open to it. So it was very rewarding, very nice to hear, very nice to see, very nice to experience this. And I'm not just coming on here to kind of, you know, say I did this, but it was something that I feel for me personally as well as a college student, you you know, you set those goals for yourself. And sometimes it feels like you're not really going anywhere. And then you kind of look back in your life a year, a month, two weeks from, you know, from today, and you see how much you've grown and changed and how many opportunities you've got to, you know, experience. So it's very encouraging to do something like this and for even me to hear other, other college students' achievements. It's very encouraging because it's like, wow, like I, you know, I listened to them, I knew them when they were, you know, a freshman in college and now look what they're doing, you know, and it's so cool to see their growth and it's so cool to see your own growth. So I hope you took something from this segment. I hope you go and you watch this conference. Um, like I said, it's very, very resourceful, a great advice. I encourage you to take notes on this. I encourage you to save those notes and I encourage you to, you know, write intentions out. Like I stated in my last segment to journal. Journaling is so important to me now more than ever. I, <laughs> that That night, on of the of the seminar I went and journaled and I saw that on March 25th I had wrote to myself where I am setting my goal my goal was to experience opportunities in my broadcasting field that I want to pursue and not just settle for you know a part-time job that will not really build my resume just kind of you know add space or fluff to my resume so I set intentions on that and I meditated on that and then April 14th I wrote to myself hey go tell yourself back in you know March 25th that you did it, you know, congratulations, you know, and you see the growth through that and you see the growth through writing and it just becomes more real when you write it down and you speak it every single day. It kind of, you know, takes into effect and then it kind of comes into your life and before you know it, you're like, wow, I just wrote this in my journal, you know, a month ago. Like This is insane. So I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to my segment. I hope you guys, again, go watch this seminar on cnbc.com backslash invest. It's a great piece and I hope you learn a lot from it. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much, Mitchell and Annie. Thank you so much, Tori. I hope you guys learned a little bit from her experience and what she had to tell you guys. Um, very cool opportunity there. And we hope to see more of that in the future from Tori. So thank you to Tori. Congrats again. And those are the Headlines from this week's News Roundup. For more information, you can visit thebat.com. For up-to-the-minute updates on all things campus news, follow The Battalion on social media. For Twitter and Instagram, we're at thebatonline, and check out The Battalion on Facebook. If you're on campus, pick up your free copy of our paper from one of the newsstands. I'm Mitchell Bettingfield. And I'm Annie Wells. Join us next week for another round of news. Gig'em. Gig'em. The contributors of this week's episode of The Bat Signal are Emily Wedemeyer, Sam Samogi, Hannah Underwood, David Holt, Aubrey Vogel, Beck Morris, and Julia Potts. Graphics by Gabrielle Shreve and edited by Annie Wells.